0: Paratruth Radio is a proud member of Evergreen Podcasts on KillerPodcast.com Since the fall man, a war has raged between good and evil. Over the centuries this war has distorted the truth. Now the truth is perceived as lies and lies acknowledged as truth. To this day, the battle continues as we investigate and debate the truth behind the history and mystery of the universe. We are Paratruth Radio. For centuries, tales of urban legends circulated the globe. Here on Paratruth Radio... We've spoken of werewolves, chupacabras, and the lizard man. But never have we spoken of or encountered anything as interesting or as frightening as the legend of the goat man. Now, Paratruth presents History of the Goat Man Elusive Cryptid or Devil's Reject. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? My name is Eric. And I'm Justin. And you are listening to Paratruth Radio. It is a brand new episode.
1: So new that we smacked it just a few hours ago. (laughs) (laughs) And, well, it's the first episode of the new year. It is also the first episode on Paratruth Radio Network. This is true. This is true. Was the smacking thing a little out there?
0: <laughs> it, it's it's late. I, I understand people can misinterpret that in many ways, and I didn't think about it <laughs> after I said it. Um, but, it, you know, it was the whole baby thing. Anyway.
1: <laughs> oh, goodness. I don't, I don't think anybody would have took it that way. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, now they're going to take it all kinds of ways.
0: I. <laughs> uh, yeah. It all is just all bad.
1: Eric. And truth smacks babies? What?
0: What? Hey, no. No. <laughs> Only if they're evil and other creepy creatures. Like that which we are going to speak about tonight. See that transition? It's yeah. beautiful.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, that's how it's done. Anyway. <laughs> oh goodness. Folks, it is a brand new episode and we decided that this week. For pretty much the intro to the Parachute Radio Network, we would go ahead and give you a brand new cryptid that Justin and I, we've known about here and there. We've heard about him, but uh, we decided to go all out and do a full episode on the Goatman. And the Goatman is probably, it really is one of the creepiest creatures, I think, that we've come across. Of course, personally, as everyone knows, nothing beats a werewolf. It's by far the most frightening creature in my book. Um, I don't know why. They're just creepy.
1: But. There's, there's plenty of them out there. Uh, cryptids, not necessarily werewolves. supposed There's <laughs> <laughs> so many to choose from that. I mean, the Goatman is just an interesting one in general because, I mean, most people, I mean, you never really hear about the Goatman unless you live in the certain areas that it's appeared. So it'll be interesting to uh, to sit and debate this one.
0: This is true. This is very true. And, of course, there's a, even though there's a couple of small legends that uh, tell us the beginnings of such a creature and how he came about, there's like – it comes from a number of different belief systems, if you will. Right, right. You know, so everything we've talked about in regards to cryptid, we've always had to move to like, oh, it could be spiritual or, oh, it could be real. The Goatman actually hits us on both ends, Mm. you know, and allows us to work a middle ground here, which is really cool uh, and interesting to me personally. But from what I've noticed and from the research that Justin and I have done, and we just kind of – normally Justin and I, we don't discuss the legends and all that before, like in days prior to the show. We wait until maybe – anywhere from 1 hour to 30 minutes before the show to actually relate the type of information that we've come across. Uh I think it that way we know different information going into it but we don't know how much information
1: right. and it surprises us just as much as it surprises you guys uh as listeners. Even though we want to know, you know, sound like we know what we're talking about, <laughs> but at the same time it's good to, you know, cuz Eric will say something and I'll be like I didn't come across that. So. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, and then there's other times where, you know, here and there we will debate something. Right. And uh, it's kind of nice when it's one thing when you have the time to think about what you're going to say over several days. But having just a minute or a couple of seconds to think about it kind of makes it a little more on the whim and fun and interesting. Yeah. But enough about us. <laughs> We're only show hosts. This is about the goat Man. And in our research, we came across a couple of interesting things. Uh, one in particular is that he kind of has a, a basis in three different states throughout the country. A fourth one recently came up in the research, but it's not as important. I may end up just throwing that out, actually. Uh, and that's the state of Georgia. Sorry, Georgia fans down there, or if that makes sense. Fans yeah. of Parachute Radio. Justin will be crushed. I'm sorry, Justin. <laughs> 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 I'll tell you what, I'm leaving that out for you, buddy. (laughs) You do an episode all about the Georgia (laughs) Goatman. There are some interesting things that we have come across. Uh, In fact, there's three states are Kentucky, Maryland, and Texas. And I know in Justin's research, he mostly came across all Kentucky stuff, where I came across nothing but Maryland. And I just recently, within literally the past 10 minutes or so, realized because of Justin telling me that there's one in Kentucky and Texas, well, Texas, we just both realized. Right. We were looking over all of the different legends behind it and trying to figure out where the legend originates. You know, who, who started it? Where did it begin? And it kind of, based on the type of information that Justin found, it looked like he was leaning towards Kentucky, but the state of Kentucky was the first to come up with the legend. But based on our research, it looks like Maryland actually came up with it almost 10 years prior to Kentucky. Uh, in Maryland, the goat man appeared, or at least the legend appeared, in the 1950s, where in Kentucky it appeared in the 1960s. Uh, Texas, from what I've noticed, uh, seems to have come up around 1969. Uh, so it's probably most likely the last state to have acknowledged such a creature as existing yeah. Uh and that one's called the Lake Worth Monster. You know, all these cryptids, they go by a number of different names. It, the goat man is like the primary name. But then you have the Kentucky Goatman, which is the Poplik monster. Which is a disturbing the, name in itself. That's true. That's that is odd. Uh as I just said, you got the Texas Goatman, which is uh the Lake Worth monster, and then the Maryland goat man is pretty much just Goatman, goat man, uh which is Kind of, I guess, points to the whole, uh, I guess, Maryland as being the, the the prime. The originating point. Originating area, you know? Because uh, everyone has to change it up. Even with, like, the werewolf stories that we come across, yeah. Bray Road Beast is a werewolf, but they call it the Bray Road Beast up in Wisconsin. Uh, and there's a couple of other places
1: around the country where they have a different name for it. Well, look at the legend of the Dogman, too. I mean, that could be considered a werewolf as well. Absolutely, oh yeah, absolutely, uh and,
0: and you know, and the whole idea of a werewolf we have so many different images of what they look like, could be big and tall, could be looking like a dog, you know whatever, it depends on the legend, yeah. uh, especially when you get back to Native American folklore, right, beliefs, you know, but enough of the werewolf <laughs> this is about the goat man. this is only the third time I've stated
1: that, <laughs> and yet we keep moving to other places, hey, and, if it wasn't rabbit trailing, it wouldn't be paratruth radio. come on. There you go. <laughs> um,
0: and even more recent, it turns out that there is a goat man supposedly in Wisconsin. So interesting. Interesting stuff. Yeah. Uh, Justin, I know you did most of the research on Kentucky. So why don't you tell us a little bit about your findings in that particular area of the country?
1: Uh, well, it is based around a a, a area known as poplick Lick Monster. Uh, it's... It has to do with a, a, the Poplar trestle. Uh, this creature will do different things to, uh, bring people up onto this, this track. Uh, it, it supposedly has hypnotized people, mimics voices, uh, has this weird appearance where it's the head of a goat, some malformed human body, and then the, the bottom half of, of a goat or sheep as well. Uh, because that's the other thing too. Sometimes it's it's known as the sheep man. Sometimes it's known as the goat man. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's a mixture of sheep and goat. I don't understand how that works. But um, but uh, it, it brings people up onto this uh, trestle. And some people, the legends kind of merge in this one area that I was looking at. But there's three different uh, urban legends for this. One is it coaxes people up onto the, the trestle, and they get hit by a train. Uh, s- some of the legends say the, the goat man actually holds the victim under from underneath the trestle. Uh, some of the legends say that the people jump to their death because of the, the sight of the goat man. It's so disgusting and, and very ugly looking that they jump to their death because they're mm-hmm. afraid of it. Uh, There's legends that it carries a bloody axe, which I I have no idea where that would come from. And uh, also, too, there have been supposed sightings of this goat man dropping down onto cars as they pass underneath the trestle. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's numerous legends behind what it might be. Some people believe that it's a reincarnated uh, farmer who sacrificed goats to Satan for satanic powers. Uh, there's legends of it being a circus freak who vowed revenge for being mistreated. Mm-hmm. And there's a legend out there that it's some type of hybrid creature uh, created in, in a lab somewhere.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So... I don't know, man. Like, since it kind of jumps around, it's hard to determine where it actually comes from. As far as the, the, uh, Kentucky one. Right, yeah. right, right. Uh, and, well,
0: it's, it, it's one of those things where it's a lot like telephone. I mean, everyone has probably played telephone as a child. Uh, someone begins with a, maybe a word or usually a sentence, and then you whisper it to the person next to you, and then that person whispers it to the that person next to you, and right. it goes all the way around. And sometimes it comes back as a completely different sentence, you know. And that's kind of the same thing that happens to urban legends as it travels around the country or around the world. You know, one group of people will hear it and then pass it on, and as it makes its way people start adding in little tidbits for their own particular region to kind of make it more of their own urban legend, you know? And so then we get this huge like melting pot, if you will, of the same urban legend, just with a whole bunch of different things added to it. And ultimately we probably could take all these different, uh, ideas about the goat man from different States and compile them into one to make one goat man. That's just, you know, weird and out there. Um, as if he wasn't already. I was just going to say, as if it's not weird enough. Or she. It could be a goat woman. Just, you know. Anyway. So, the one thing I want to touch touch base on a little bit here, because the last thing you had mentioned was the possibility that it was a hybrid creature that was created in a lab. Yeah. Now, that's pretty much the go-to uh, for the Goatman of Maryland. And that story is about a scientist who once worked in the Beltsville Agricultural Research center. The tale holds that he was experimenting on goats, and the experiment went a little haywire. There's a couple of beliefs here and there. You know, some of the legend says it just went haywire. Another part of the legend says that the scientist basically took some of his uh, assistant's DNA and spliced it with that of a goat to create this half man, half goat creature, which, as far as I'm understand, isn't really possible in science. I don't know. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. But if they do have half people, half animals around, I don't want to get into that. (laughs) That's going to go down a very dark road, and I might say things I shouldn't say. Anyway, but you never know what they are. They're human or animal, basically. You know, it's not. It's that's just. All right, we're on the subject now. (laughs) Come on. I mean, half human, half animal. If you're creating something like that in the in a lab, that just goes against anything and everything about humanity and what humanity is supposed to be. You know, yeah. it's no longer human. It's no longer animal. It doesn't matter if it thinks like a person, but looks like an animal, or it's like an animal and thinks, you know, or a person thinks like an animal. Whatever. The point is. We get into all these crazy genetics, and there, there's bad enough stuff about cloning these days. And we hear about cloning and how it's a big deal because people are taking uh, the responsibility of, of God, if you will, what he does, and trying to create things on their own. Now, the big question, which is something we can get into on another day. Uh, in fact, we should talk about cloning at some point. It might be interesting to discuss. Yeah. But the idea of cloning, you, know, you, you have to bring into question like – if it all comes from a bottle, you know, this person comes from a bottle, which there has supposedly been uh success in creating the first ever, you know, clone, someone who was created in a bottle, um, you know, are they a creation of God or are they a creation of man? You know, and I know there's a lot of arguments as to where one begins and the other ends, you know, obviously yeah. for various reasons. But It just gets into this whole thing where, you know, we got to let God be creator, you know, and do things the way he planned on everyone doing things and not start experimenting and creating abominations. okay? and I know that sounds a little harsh, sounds a little rough, but it's true. Uh, You you might think, yeah, a person coming out of a bottle is still a person. I agree. But still, there's
1: just certain things that certain lines that shouldn't be crossed. Plain and simple. I mean, that's why there was laws made against cloning, even though, I mean, I've heard a lot of different, uh, conspiracy theories saying that we already have clones. I mean, a lot of, uh, people that are in, uh, Hollywood or or mainstream supposedly have clones of themselves. Uh, I've he- heard a lot of different weird, different uh, things well, about cloning, but since since we're the masses of rabbit trailing, we should just call this the Rabbit Trail Radio Network.
0: <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about, let's discuss this. All right, let's just say, and you know, heaven forbid this ever happens to anybody. I hope it doesn't. But say you have a child that you lose, you know, they die for whatever reason, and a scientist comes to you and say, hey. We just need a little DNA. We can create an exact replica because that's what they would be is a replica, not the real thing. But we can create the same person, and they would consider it the same person. Would you really be getting your little kid back? Would I it be don't the same think kid? So. No. And yet I think there's many people out there who believe they would be like, oh, this is the exact same kid that I just had. They had the same look, the same personality, the same little traits and whatever, you know. But it's not, you know, it's a completely different person, a different mind of their own. They'll think different. They'll eventually act different, I think. Um, And then you just have to question, like, you know, where what what kind of spirit do they have? You know, and this is getting into almost a conspiracy thing, which is odd for me. But, you know, is it a spirit of God in the child or is it a spirit of an antichrist? You know, at that point, because I don't know it right. doesn't make sense. That's something I can't begin to understand or explain, and so I'm not going to. but it's just things you gotta think about
1: well, and wrapping it wrapping it back into the whole goatman uh hybrid thing i mean i'm I'm sure there are experiments right now to uh, splice DNA with human and animal. I have no doubt that for some reason there's a geneticist out there working on that,
0: oh I'm sure.
1: But, I wouldn't doubt that at all. Why we would want to create monsters, I have yeah. no idea. I mean, when you think of
0: the possibilities that it has, or I guess if you can just imagine, you know, you get into the sci-fi type of stuff, right? Uh, and you think about military advancements. You're able to create people who have the same type of binocular vision that an owl has. Or the ability to see at night like a cat can, or hear right. like a dog can, you know, or smell or whatever. You start to create these uh, almost superhuman beings, you know, people who are capable of seeing when no one else can see, hearing what no one else can hear. They're always on top of everything. Their senses are heightened. They become a, you know, a power soldier, a super soldier. And I wouldn't doubt, you're right, I wouldn't doubt that there's somebody messing with it right now. And I've heard stories from uh friends of mine that are in the military or were in the military of things that they've witnessed or have heard from other military friends of theirs. You know, there is that possibility. And if so, it's sick and it's wrong. But, you know, I don't know. I mean, that's for God to judge, honestly. Yeah. And I think the scripture is pretty straightforward on that. But anyway, getting back into... Into this whole goat man thing. So, the, the other part of the legend, as I was saying before we jumped into this whole rabbit trail, was that the possibility of a scientist using the DNA of his assistant and splicing it with that of a goat, creating the goat man. Yeah. Now, <clears throat> what's interesting is there are some different photos of the so-called goat man online. Uh, whether or not they're real, we don't know. No one's ever been able to prove whether they're real or fake. They're usually caught on uh uh wild game cameras. Yeah. You know, they're just uh infrared cameras that are left on trees. Supposedly these creatures show up, these monsters show up out of nowhere, you know. Um, I think the majority is probably faked. You know, there are videos of the creature. Yeah, much of which you can tell. Oh, this was added in later, post their original shoot, or someone wearing a costume. But there are some that are very interesting. Uh, one in particular is this pretty visual uh, picture of a goat man caught on a uh, on an infrared hunting camera, and he's just kneeling in front of the camera. You know, he has a face almost like partially of a man, partially of a goat, huge goat horns, hooves, human torso and arms and hands. But there's a dead body lying next to him, which is really odd. Something I didn't notice when I've seen it other times, but I just recently noticed it. And obviously, if that was real, there'd be a whole I mean, it made the news, this particular picture, but only the goat man. They didn't mention the body next to it. Why? You know, so obviously there's a good chance that it's faked. Otherwise the police would be investigating it thoroughly and it'd be all over the news. But there are stories from Maryland where people have been kidnapped, have gone, just disappeared. And the residents of the particular area, uh, which is Beltsville or surrounding areas would blame it on the goat man. Now, whether or not they accuse the goat man when they make a police report I don't know. This could just be off a show and game and whatever. We again we don't know. But the one thing that is interesting when you look from uh city to city or state to state is the way the goat man's appearance changes. Uh in particular, that of the goat man of Maryland tends to have really big horns, you know, And, and some uh of the information says that his horns curl because they're so large, you know, as many horns do on rams and which right, yeah, technically curl anyway, but you know, however, the information goes on to say that the goat man of Oregon, uh, has smaller horns, almost like a baby goat, but yet it's a full grown man, you know? So I don't, I don't understand why it changes again. It's probably just different States try to differentiate their particular legend from other States.
1: But, you know, it's interesting, interesting stuff to, to throw out there. Yeah. Well, I think we've got a good, a good basis here, so I think we can start getting into a little bit of the, the stuff that comes from different, uh, philosophy and different, uh, belief systems here. But, uh, first we're gonna take a quick break, folks. You're listening to Truth Radio, and you're gonna hear Eric's Random Fact of the Day.
0: Now, Eric random fact of the day. According to the factsite.com, if you consistently pass gas for 6 years and 9 months, enough gas is produced to create the energy of an atomic bomb. Now, that's what I call explosive news. <laughs>
1: To Hi, I'm Emma. And I'm Joe. And, and we're, we're the professional, professional book, book nerds. nerds. Two Mondays a month, we interview authors and talk about their upcoming books, what drives them, and their go-to order at the cafe. On Thursdays, we share recommendations and dive into topics readers face, like how do I actually read the books on my To Be Read list? You can find the Professional Book Nerds podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Want to learn more about us? Our website is professionalbooknerds.com, and you can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Pro Book Nerds. We hope you'll come and listen, and as always, happy reading. reading. All right, folks, welcome back to Truth Radio. My name is Justin. I'm Eric. And we've been talking about the goat man. Uh we've been actually just kind of talking about the, the legends that are here in the United States. Uh but there is a little bit more basis to to this particular creature. In a lot of different mythologies, and even in Christianity, there is a goat man god, or th- that's Greek mythology, of course. And uh you have Satan and his minions, the demons, who look like a somewhat goat creature. Uh, Satan's Supposedly been, yeah, you
0: know, has been
1: depicted as, you know, bottom half of a goat, the, the horns, uh, the whole nine yards. Uh, in Greek mythology, it's the satyrs who are kind of like mini gods or demigods. Uh, Pan the, is the, the, most known from greek mythology and he just has the short horns as eric said about the one uh depiction here in the united states there's a depiction of just short horns on on this goat man creature so there is some connection to uh mythologies and and theologies that uh link to this creature what are your thoughts on that Oh, you know, I, I find it
0: interesting. One character that comes up specifically, when you, when you think of the spiritual aspect and think of Christianity, obviously that of which opposes Christianity beside pretty much all faiths, Um, I know that was bold for me to say, <laughs> is that of Satanism. And Satanism has a particular idol of theirs called Baphomet. Uh, some call it Baphomet,
1: depending on, you know, which 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 you prefer, potato or potato? Even though I've mm-hmm. never heard anybody say potato, but yeah, it's just, <laughs> you just did. <laughs> <I mean. laughs>
0: anyway, so Baphomet is basically a goat man. You know, he's half human and has the head of a goat. Tends to have hooves, typically huge horns that instead of curling or just staying small, they kind of come out. Can you, I don't know if you can see me, but they come out. And just kind of like this, like angle. Uh, And, of course, it's depicted differently depending on the branch of Satanism, though typically they're all the same. Uh, And normally he has a star right in the center of his forehead as well. Now, Satanists, when you talk to them, they don't believe that they're worshiping the devil or they claim they're not worshiping the devil. Instead, Satanism, despite its name, is something in which people uh, are kind of free you know, to do as they wish, you know, uh, which isn't much of a faith, I guess. It's weird why even bother calling yourself a Satanist. But in all reality, if you're going to call something Satanist, or you're going to call yourself a Satanist or practice Satanism, why do you have the word Satan if you're not worshiping Satan himself? Yeah. I mean, it's not, it's, this isn't rocket science. <laughs> So I'm feisty today. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so in regards to the spiritual aspect, Baphomet really does represent this goat man, and of course there are stories or legends about the goat man. One of which is that Satan created him, that he kind of almost like in in a sense I guess as God creates man, you know, he formed Adam and E or well, Adam out of the dirt, you know, and He formed Eve out of Adam's rib. And so here, Satan is basically forming the goat man. He's creating this creature that goes out to kill people. Um, now the big thing comes down to whether or not it's a spiritual creature, if it does exist, or if it's, you know, more physical, more humanoid like you and I, you know, we solid mass or whatever. Right. Uh, and I think when getting into that, It goes all kinds of different, all kinds (laughs) of different ways. Uh, Obviously, you've heard me say this numerous, numerous, numerous times, pretty much any time we talk about a cryptid. If Satan wants to appear as something or a demon wants to appear as something, it will. And it can. The scripture tells us that even Satan can masquerade as an angel of light. Mind you, he's no longer truly an angel of heaven. And he's no longer truly an angel of light. He's an angel of darkness, the prince of darkness, the prince of this world, and he's a lion seeking to devour, destroy, and kill. Of course, those are, I just jumbled those three words up. But, you get the point. So, there's a good possibility, and also the fact that Satan uh, takes form as a serpent in the book of Genesis at the very beginning of the Bible. Uh, he takes form as a serpent. So we see that he's capable of changing form. You know, he's done it a couple of times over throughout history. He's more than capable of doing it now. He can appear as a black dog, which many people see and claim to be an evil presence or a, a presence of death or, or something like that. Uh, he's appeared as a werewolf, according to one person. He's, he's appeared as a number of different things, bat-like creatures and so on and so forth, you know, these horrific beings. Uh, and sometimes they manifest right in front of your eyes, you know, and sometimes they manifest in your dreams. Sometimes people can't tell the difference between what is reality and what is just, you know, that of imagination. Yeah. But that's how good Satan is. He's able to twist the two to be almost one in the same when someone experiences it so i think that there is a very good possibility here considering there is no true evidence of a goat man ever existing uh there's no true evidence that a goat man has ever killed anybody uh, i don't think they've ever found a body with goat hair on it you know saying oh the goat man must have did this or just a very angry goat um and so when it all comes down to it, just based on that very simple lack of evidence, you, you could pretty much assume that either people have seen something like this, because often it just disappears, it vanishes. Again, spiritual nature, it could be there one moment, gone the next. Uh, or it's just all imaginative. It really is just all imaginative. People make it up, you know? And what's interesting is if you believe in something enough, that something comes true. Especially in the spiritual sense Is what I mean Obviously if you believe you're going to become You know The next Brad Pitt Don't bet your life on it Um, Not saying you can't Though I would recommend being being yourself And not Brad Pitt Because there's already one But I'm going to stop talking (laughs) <laughs>
1: Justin, what are your thoughts uh well I mean th- just because of the the fact that it can be linked to, to different theology and different uh mythologies there there is that possibility uh there's the biggest possibility is to me specifically I would say more than anything probably an urban legend. Mostly to keep, like, for the Kentucky one specifically, keep kids off that trestle, try and scare them from being on, going on there, but in, in, instead, they end up going to try and meet this goat man and then end up losing their lives. So, I would say, with, with me, I would bet on Urban Legend. Just because there's so many different variations of this. And usually, I mean, and, you and I've said this numerous times on the show all these different legends come from some type of fact but like since there are so many different ones and there is the the playing telephone factor I would think urban legend uh, even though like I said it does have a sense of connecting to to religion
0: mm-hmm.
1: but um i I honestly don't think that First and foremost, I don't think it's a hybrid creature. Is it a possibility? Sure. But uh, I don't think it's a hybrid creature. And when it's carrying a bloody axe in, in one of the, the legends, again, to me, you guys all know the, the legend of Hookman and all the different legends of different urban legends. So... I'm sorry to
0: cut you off, but just no. real quick, so to distinguish, he means bloody axe as in it's an axe full of blood and not in the way certain English people will speak <laughs> angrily towards you.
1: The bloody axe! <laughs> sorry. It's different meanings here. Sorry and if apologies. I completely butchered that to our our English uh, listeners. I, I do apologize. I don't do the best English accent. I, I apologize for that. But, uh, yeah. It, I, to me, it sounds like an urban legend. Yes, it could be a possibility that there's some type of, of spiritual or maybe even demonic, uh, connection there, but I would, my bet would be urban legend. Mm -hmm. So, um, a lot of people will, when they are getting into these urban legends, embellish a little bit the story of what they're trying to say. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's where the different variations come in, I think.
0: So then it leaves us with a big question, at least on your part. If, if it is indeed just an urban legend, then where did it begin? How did it begin? And why did it begin?
1: As far as, since it goes back to the 1950s in, I believe it was Maryland, right? Right. I'm not sure. As far as the Kentucky one, like I said, just a way to scare kids from, from being on that trestle mm-hmm. uh, I have I didn't see anything other than the one legend of the guy who killed goats for sat- satanic powers mm-hmm. um, which again that would be a, a spiritual uh, type of, of connection but since there are so many legends uh, I don't know where it would have come from other than maybe. If somebody's trying to come up with a creature to scare kids from being going into a certain area or to the trestle or whatever you know people would look up satires they would look up demons or the devil and come right. up with their own little spin on it right fair enough. I'll give you that this time
0: <laughs> uh. <laughs> <laughs> well you know and, and This goat man is just—it really is an intriguing uh, creature, encrypted in my book, and I think in both of our books. Otherwise, we wouldn't be talking about him. Right. Uh, again, where exactly this bloody axe comes from? I don't know. You know, it it doesn't. It's just kind of—it's really random. It really is. It's just throwing in there. It's kind of just odd. Right. When you think about the overall legend, uh. But when you compare it to other stories, not of the Goatman, but just other stories of uh, other cryptids, you think of Bigfoot and you think of the werewolves and stuff like that. Yeah, obviously, there's some cryptids that are more tame than others. Uh, Bigfoot. I have never come across anything saying that a Bigfoot has literally attacked anybody or hurt anybody or any true story. You know, there's stories here and there where people are like, oh, uh, a Bigfoot attacked the campsite or something
1: like that, but. Or it ran at me or something like that. Right. But
0: nothing like strictly violent where it grabbed and killed and whatever. You you see that with the Goatman here, obviously. You've seen that with, with werewolves. Occasionally, once or twice with the Chupacabra, I think I've heard one or two small legends. Not huge, very small uh and mostly that's all violence toward animals anyway chupacabra kills chickens or cattle and stuff like that uh but i think w- the windigo is another one and i think with the windigo the goat man and the werewolf there is the huge similarity that they kill people or have claim or there's claims that they've killed people or have, you know s- taken them they've just disadvantaged or yeah. whatever uh which is very interesting because when you really look at Cryptids in general, you start to notice a very small connection between each and every one. You know, as a whole, when you look at them, they're very separate. But when you get down into the details, you see a lot of similarities. And that could be either where they originated. That could be the way in which this cryptid supposedly acts or reacts to people or other creatures. Uh, and of course, the whole behavior in regards to like whether or not it's violent or more tame or whatever, uh. But this one, considering some of the other cryptids that we did, has a lot of information overall. Right. Uh, I know there's been cryptos that we've done in the past. where just we're just like thirty minutes in. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's that. You know what? We're gonna rabbit trail. Um. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Which I know we we do that on purpose. We talk about the small ones here and there that have no information just just to enlighten, you know, everyone. It's something that we find and we're like, "Oh, this is kind of cool or interesting," and we share it. Uh Yeah, man. <laughs> I don't know. You, you know, there's there is a folklorist at the University of Maryland. Or her I'm sorry, his name forgive me, is Barry Lee Pearson. Yeah. Uh, and he said that modern examples of legends such as the Goatman are typically made up by teenage kids, by teenagers, which makes a lot of sense because I know when I was a teenager, when you were a teenager, we look at teens these days, they're always coming up with some kind of new lie, you know, something just to scare the other teenagers or the younger kids, you know. Yeah. It, they all get a kick out of that. So, a lot of these, uh, for the Goatman, a lot of these stories that these teenagers came up with, they started stirring a lot of interest towards Fletchertown Road, which is where supposedly this Goatman really first appeared, uh, in Beltsville, Maryland. Again, Whether anything really happened or anyone saw anything, we don't know. What I would like to do one day, and I'm just throwing this out there before we go to our next break, is just to prove to everyone listening how quickly a legend spreads. I almost want to sit back, just Justin and I, and come up with completely brand new urban legend of some kind of creature. And under everybody's notes, without telling when we do, telling you when we do it, just start spreading the word. And see where it goes within a month or two. And then do a show on it and just see how quickly these things spread. And this we could be like,
1: ha ha, gotcha. gotcha.
0: Yeah, it yeah, doesn't exist. <laughs> well, now it might because people started believing and now a demon's attacking them. And but anyway, <laughs> which I'm then on our end, we're really big bad dirt. people, yeah,
1: yeah, but. Anyway it's something
0: I would like to do it would be interesting I think
1: it would just be interesting because it would be interesting to see how big the legend grows
0: exactly you know to, and I think that goes for that, that would be a good uh, example not just for urban legends but just how gossip works you yeah. know in a general statement you know in a general sense because a lot of people gossip and you don't realize how much people gossip. Is the one gossiping will gossip to somebody who gossips and then they'll gossip about the same thing. And then, you know, a lot of people know something that probably isn't even true or may not be true about somebody and it hurts their reputation.
1: Yeah.
0: Which is very sad amongst, you know, children, kids in high school and stuff like that. Which now the show just took a completely different <laughs> turn. I don't think we've ever really touched base on before. But we can get back to that. After another
1: show,
0: yeah, yeah, perhaps another show, but it'll be after our break for sure. Uh, Folks, you are listening to Parachute Radio. I am, as always, Eric, and we are speaking, of course, with my co-host Justin. And we're gonna take a small break here. Don't go away. Don't go away, because right now we would like you to check out Justin's Paranormal Headlines. And now, Parachute Radio's Paranormal Headlines
1: man stupid fix earth says coco the gorilla a gorilla who can speak sign language has appeared in a new video to raise awareness for climate change arguably the best known member of her species in the world coco is a female western lowland gorilla who over the last 44 years has shown just how similar humans are to our primate cousins Coco is able to communicate using sign language and can understand over 2,000 words of spoken English. Trained from a young age by Francine Penny Patterson, Coco's communication skills are only equivalent to that of a human child, but are still nonetheless highly impressive for an ape. Now in a renewed bid to raise awareness for global warming, the talkative gorilla has appeared in a new video in which she uses her signing abilities to speak out about the state of the planet. Man Coco Love, Earth Coco Love, But Man Stupid, she said. Fix Earth, Help Earth, Protect Earth. The footage was shown at the COP21 climate conference in Paris last month. Because of her unique ability to communicate with humans in sign language, Coco is a natural ambassador for endangered species, the Grillo Foundation wrote in a statement. NASA ordered to develop a habitation module. Congress has insisted that NASA create a prototype deep space habitation module by no later than 2018. Progress towards a manned mission to Mars may see some acceleration over the next couple of years thanks to the U.S. government's decision to increase funding to NASA by $1.3 billion to help support the development of a habitation module for use in future deep space missions. Back in mid-December, NASA's ISS Director Sam Samemi put forward plans to begin testing such a module by the mid-2020s, but now this will have to be brought forward after Congress demanded that it all had to be done, including the building of a prototype, within the next two years. One of the most critical parts of a future mission to Mars, the module will need to be able to keep astronauts alive and comfortable during long-haul space voyages. Initial testing is likely to take place in orbit around the Earth, with astronauts living on the module to determine its viability long before any actual deep space missions take place. We're thrilled that Congress took the lead, said Bigelow Airspace DC Operations and Business Growth Director Mike Gold. It is the missing piece of the human space exploration puzzle. And these headlines were from unexplainedmysteries.com, and this has been Justin with your Paranormal Headlines. This was a
0: segment of Parachute Radio's Paranormal Headlines. What's up, folks? That was Justin's Paranormal Headlines. I thought you found it as interesting as I did. We are back. My name is Eric.
1: And I'm Justin.
0: And you are listening to Paratruth Radio.
1: Right here on the Paratruth Radio Network. We'll never do that again. <laughs> I won't. <laughs> it's,
0: it's not so bad when it's on the radio. For those of you who aren't watching the video feed... <laughs> Good for you. It 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 probably wasn't so bad. If you're watching the video feed, I'd like to personally apologize for my co-host's behavior. It's very unsettling. I have nightmares at night after every episode, and it always involves him doing something weird.
1: See, last week you said it was because of Scott.
0: On occasion, Scott will come on and overpower your weirdness with his own. Sweat, sweat, sweat. What's worse is when you both show up in a dream together and then I wake up in a cold sweat praying to God for help. But
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: anyway, the one thing that Justin and I, you know, we, we spoke about it over the over break here. And we, we'd like to just take a moment and theorize a little bit about why or how in particular these urban legends kind of traveled from one state to the next. Again, it began in Maryland, it appears. It seems to have gone to Kentucky, then possibly Texas and or Oregon, and even Georgia. So there's a few states, you know, that are somehow linked by this goat man. All different, relatively different stories behind the legend here. Uh, some have a little bit of similarities. Some are completely different. But there is a connection nonetheless.
1: Big question, how? Justin, thoughts? Uh, if it is a... Truly a, a physical creature, uh, and it's a, some type of animal, uh, either it's an animal hybrid or some type of weird creature that we just have never discovered before. Kind of like the Bigfoot, it would probably migrate. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, just move from, from area to area. So, that, that aspect of it could be a possibility, uh, since I'm, kind of leaning towards the urban legend area. It could just be somebody, you know, since it started in Maryland in the 1950s, somebody from Maryland told somebody else, a relative, and it traveled out to Kentucky and it traveled yeah. out to Oregon, traveled down to Texas and Georgia. Uh, so kind of like you were saying, the, the game telephone effect. Mm-hmm. It it was get told to somebody, like, dude, I saw this thing, and it was a goat and a man all together. Uh, and I could see how that would be how it traveled. Uh, but, you know, like I said, since it's an urban legend and possibly people creating it to keep people off of, like, the test, the <clears throat> trestle for, for Kentucky, mm-hmm. uh, that's... <laughs> That's why they put their own spin on it because they mm-hmm. heard somebody say a story, and then we're like, we want to keep the kids off the trestle, so let's tell them the story about the scope man that we heard about. Right. Right. Okay.
0: No, yeah, I I agree. You know, if, if it is indeed an a, a urban legend as as you say it is, and yeah, I I agree that that's a very good possibility. Uh, I'm of course going to take a spiritual side to this, and then I have one that I think you and I could both agree on after that. But the spiritual side. When you think of a number of different things that happened, in particular this, uh, the Salem witch trials, and of right. course this is coming way off uh, topic here, but I am mostly because we to want to talk about the Salem witch trials in the future. Yes, that is something that we're going to talk about in the future. But there is actually a link here where I'm going anyway. Uh, I am a strong believer that the Salem witch trials wasn't just a mere coincidence or people that were just fearful. I truly believe that Satan had a hand into it. Uh, and I think maybe Satan himself even had a hand in it. Maybe. Hoping it would spread a lot further than it did. But I think that there was a point in which Satan touched a couple of people and got them so fearful of witchcraft, even though he himself was the one to create witchcraft, uh, he got them so afraid that they started killing people with very little evidence to support it, other than maybe somebody hanging out, you know, having a black cat, you know, a black cat happens right. across the road in front of somebody. Oh, that person's a witch, you know, and that's how quickly it, it you know, that people would just give into fear and, and that temptation of fear. And next thing you know, people are on trial and they're getting killed, you know, for, for being a witch. Um, I think there's a similarity here between that, not nearly as expansive as what the Salem witch trials were, but perhaps there is a lesser demon in the works here. And perhaps someone in Maryland, this lesser demon went to kind of gave them this idea, you know, or maybe they're driving down the road and implanted this little idea that they turn boom, they suddenly see something which was never really there to begin with. It's all a trick of the mind. And the next thing you know, it just starts spreading out from there. And of course it reaches its way through a different states and the reason that these demons do that or try to do that is to get people to believe in something that really isn't real that really has no uh uh what's what's the word i'm looking for any real basis i guess in reality. i guess any real basis of reality or consistency or fullness i guess as God does. Uh, okay. You know, yeah. demons are constantly trying to persuade us away from God or move us away from God. The last thing that Satan wants is for us to turn to God and believe in him. He does not want that at all. Because the moment someone believes that Jesus Christ is Lord is the moment that they are out of the devil's grasp. In other words, they're not going to go to hell. And that's exactly what Satan wants. Satan is destined for hell. Hell was recreated for Satan and his demons. And now mankind will go there if they don't believe in the Lord. Simple as that. It's straightforward. It's harsh right off the bat. There's a lot more that goes into it that you have to understand. But the point is, if you don't believe in the Lord, you take a ride with the devil at some point down the line. Uh, if you do believe in the Lord, you're free. You don't have you're not going to hell, period. If you truly believe that Jesus is exists and that he is what the Bible says he is, that is God. Then you're going to end up in heaven, and the devil can't do anything about it. He can still try to harm you. He can still try to scare you, but as long as you hang on to that, that truth, that the Lord is God, you know, that the Lord is Lord, that Jesus is God, you're safe, and he can't do anything. So what the devil wants to do is try to move you towards anything and everything that you can grasp, you know, mentally or physically, whatever. In this case, it's the goat man. If he can get you to believe in the goat man, it'll take the reality of God away because how can God allow such a creature to exist? And you start to really focus on these creatures, and they become a passion of yours, and they become this huge research thing, and you're all about it, and so on and so forth. Your belief system just became goatinism, if you will, or goatmanism. It's weird. <laughs> I know. It doesn't exist, but I, it does now, because I said it. Um <laughs> but that, that's, that's the route I'm going. It's a stretch. It's not nearly as big or as powerful as the Salem witch trial thing went. But it is still a very strong possibility. That's the way Satan works. That's the way he's worked for millennia. And that's the way he's going to continue to work. And I say millennia for everybody. But in reality, it's going to be like over however many thousands of years. We don't know. According to creationism, Creation has only been around for thousands of years. But Satan could have been around much, much earlier than that. Completely different different episode. Um <laughs> But the second thing that I would like to just bring up, and I think you'll agree with me, is the simple fact that we have the internet. Right. And so when somebody posts something on the internet, and again, we'll just say it's this news article from Maryland that this goat man exists. People all around the world can can view it. You know, they have access to that. And once they do, there's a thing that happens to people who fear such a thing you know it becomes scary to them especially when they see the images and Justin I'm just going to throw this out there I don't know how you're going to answer that folks I didn't talk to him about this in private first of all so I, I don't even know how he's going to answer but when you really begin to fear an image something that you see maybe on TV or something in a book that you've read that you're just really scared about and you're alone and maybe you're driving down a road or you're in the dark what, what what happens sometimes when you start to think about that image? You'll start seeing it. You'll start seeing it. You know, it's weird. You know, you'll start seeing something that isn't really there, but that's just how powerful
1: our brain is. Our mind is powerful enough. Prime example, actually, uh, and this could be just because I'm a fraidy cat, but uh, when I saw the movie The Ring for the first time ever, Mm -hmm. I could not be in a room in the dark with a TV without a light on or several lights on or somebody in the room. Because I thought that there was going to be a, an evil girl coming out of my TV to come get me. Mm-hmm. I, it, it's kind of, I don't know, scaredy cat-ish, but no, I it, mean- it scared the crap out of me <laughs> <laughs> to the point that I, I truly thought this weird, I, and not that that specific one would, but you know, yeah. you think uh, of ghosts or demons or whatever and you think about that enough and you're going to create whatever it is that that you're thinking of. As you said earlier, so yes, it, to me, when you're fearing something, it's going to it manifest itself in your mind. If you see a shadow from the corner of your eye, if mm-hmm. you're driving down the road and you're seeing these weird weird things just kind of darting along the side of the road, yeah, uh, I think your mind will create the things that you fear. But, more so than the things that yeah. that you don't. Yeah. And here's another example. i got two examples, actually.
0: Uh, I was telling Justin, I think it was this past summer, I think, I was driving home from Virginia, and I noticed what I thought I could have swore I saw Bigfoot on the side of the road in West Virginia area. But when I got – once I actually focused and noticed what it was, it was just a bush, you know, like it was like a tall bush, almost looked like a small tree. But – just because of what we do, you know, here on the radio show, it's something that crosses my mind here and there. It's amazing that when you first glimpse something out the corner of your eye where your mind will jump to, you know, you mm-hmm. suddenly think, oh, that's such and such. But reality, no, it's just a little tiny bush that's just hanging out in the corner. I think
1: um, truly you just want to catch a Bigfoot to make sure that it's real. So that's that it. a possibility.
0: <laughs> uh, but another one, and this is a huge fear of mine, is spiders. I hate spiders. But on occasion I'll notice like a dust a dust particle or something or like a fuzz that floats down from the ceiling it catches me off guard and I like jump because I think it's a spider but no it's just a little tiny fuzz you know and I remember the first time I saw arachnophobia you know I was petrified I'd see a spider
1: back then I didn't know spiders existed who would have thought that spiders were real I'm um, not afraid of spiders and arachnophobias creep the heck out of me, too. Yeah. <laughs> so, no. yeah, so obviously, I hated spiders before seeing arachnophobia. And when I saw that,
0: it was just, I didn't eat popcorn for weeks. Um, I didn't want a spider coming out of my nose after eating popcorn. Uh, and it's hard to take a shower too. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, but yeah, so you can see what the mind does. Everyone has experienced it. If you haven't experienced it, you're a very sheltered child. Uh, or at
1: least we're a very sheltered child. Or just a very sheltered person now. Or you don't fear anything, apparently, because if you... Which is impossible. All <laughs> right. oh, people fear something. I uh, will track you down. Unless you have no soul, maybe. I don't know. It's possible,
0: too. It does seem like many in this world don't. <laughs> <sighs> anyway. So, yeah. So, someone sees it online. It starts enticing your mind, you know... Yeah. And next thing you know, oh, I saw the goat man. It's here too in Kentucky. Same thing happens in Georgia, in Oregon, in Texas, and just all linked in that way. Of course, people see it differently. You know, that's how the stories are made up.
1: Well, uh, kind of like a prime example too, uh, and I know you'll remember this, when we went down to try and find the the ghost car in Ohio. Okay. Yep. And, And yeah. And, Almost every time a car would be behind us, I'm like, oh, is that it? Is that it? Oh, no, it's a car. It's a car. A real car.
0: (laughs) It's a visible solid piece of metal on wheels that has two lights on
1: the front. Yes. It's a car. So, yeah, I mean, I I think that is a good possibility as well, like, especially nowadays. I mean, back in the day, it would have been more so word of mouth, like we were saying. and You know, somebody describes what it is, and then eventually somebody's just seeing it, yeah, out of the corner yep. of their eye or whatever. Absolutely. Um, and, I mean, that's kind of how the urban legends kind of start sometimes, too. So, um, I think, yeah, I think that's a good possibility that, that your your mind goes to fear, and uh, you just create whatever you're, you're fearing. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but folks...
0: That wraps up our entire episode on the Goatman. Yeah. You know, we've given you literally everything that we found. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I, you know, we don't know if you agree or disagree with our views or, or what we personally believe uh, happened or why this Goatman exists or doesn't exist or whatever. Um, <clears throat> but if you're interested and you'd like to share your personal view of what you think the Goatman is, we would love for you to email us at paratruthradio.com at gmail.com.
1: Or, you know, leave comments in the, the YouTube, uh, on the YouTube video or even on Spreaker. If you guys listen yeah. on Spreaker, uh, comment and, uh, just let us know what you guys think. Uh, you can also find us on Facebook. You can find us on Twitter. And also, you know, like I s- said, we are on Paratruth Radio Network now and we have created a group for you guys to come interact with all of our hosts. Mm-hmm. to uh, to kind of get everybody's opinion. So yeah. I encourage you to find Paratruth Radio Network Group, or I believe I named it PTRN, if I'm not mistaken. So check it out. Uh, I will gladly post it on our, our Facebook page again so you guys can find it as well. Mm-hmm.
0: Absolutely. So it was a good time, folks. We loved hanging out with you tonight, as
1: always. Justin, is there any more news you'd like to throw in before wrapping up the show? Uh, Just next week, uh, we have Joshua Shapiro uh, to talk about the Crystal Skulls. This is actually something Eric and I haven't talked about in three-ish, four-ish years now. Uh, Since 2012. Yeah. um, Well, and it might have, I mean, us personally would have been talking about it. I don't think we were doing the shows at that point in 2012. You mean because we had already walked out on our other trails? right, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, in 2009 is kind of when you know when we began. It was kind of hot then too. Yeah, because um, we were getting closer to that year 2012, which, right. of course, we all know was a big flop. Um, <laughs> <laughs> still an interesting uh topic to, to talk about though, just because uh, you know, Eric's uh beliefs have changed since then. Mine have changed uh and it, it'll be interesting to talk to somebody who has researched the skulls a little more in depth than than mm-hmm. some other people that we had talked to in the past yes. so uh definitely stay tuned for that uh i do encourage you guys to uh check out all the shows that are on uh Truth radio network now and uh yeah i think that's about it cool well, folks, again, it was an honor and it was
0: fun as always uh, hanging out with everybody tonight. I hope you enjoyed the show. Uh, if you didn't, as always, don't bother telling us. We don't care. Uh, <laughs> but if you did, please share with us. We, we'd love to hear get an email from you.
1: Oh, and uh, actually, there was one other thing. Uh, yeah. We are actually going to be a part of uh, Ty Girl for God's uh, premiere show on the Paratruth Radio Network. On, I believe it's January 12th is when she's premiering. So, yes. uh, definitely check that out as well. You know, I, as always, we will be posting it pretty much everywhere we can. But, uh, de- definitely check out Tigrell for God. She's a, an awesome host and we are most definitely honored to have her with us. Yeah. Well, and on that note, folks, my name is Eric. And I'm
0: Justin. This was Parachute Radio. And until next week, same time, same place, peace. If you enjoyed this episode of Parachute Radio and you would like to listen to it again or are interested in listening to any of our past episodes,
1: then you can listen to them on HD at our website, parachutheradio.com. And you can also find us at Stitcher, Blueberry, TuneIn, iTunes, Spreaker, and YouTube. And of course, like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter for brand new updates of
0: our show every day.